Morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. It is good to win. It is good to come out of problems and lack and bondage, get free get healed, get your needs met. And it's not just for your sake. It's then so you can not be a drain on others and you can be a help to others. It is God's will that Him be able to help and bless people through you, through you. Hallelujah. Said out loud, Lord, here I am. Lord, here I, am. I belong to you. I belong to you. Use me, Use me. To, help to help others, to encourage others, to, encourage to strengthen others to bless others. Thank you, Lord. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for utterance and anointing and direction today. Open our ears and hearts and minds. Help us to see truth that makes free. In Jesus' name, amen. Look, please, in Hebrews 3 again. We've been on this topic for a, a number of days now called Overcoming Unbelief. We find in Hebrews 3 and 19, talking about that first generation that God brought out of Egyptian bondage, said, we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. We've talked about how that it wasn't the giants, it wasn't the walled cities that kept them out of God's good things. It was unbelief. Unbelief is a very real threat. It's a very serious enemy. To, to Christians, to anybody that uh, says they have faith in God. We're not to just go, ah, oh, you, know, you know, no, I'm a believer. I, I, I don't have any unbelief. Do you even know what it looks like? Do you know what it sounds like? How it responds and acts? Well, that's what we're looking at today because the scripture warns us to do that very thing. In the fourth chapter, it says, uh, verse 1, Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. So he's saying what happened to them could happen to us if we do the same thing they did. So we want to do something differently. In 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, we see a very similar thing. 1 Corinthians 10, 1, he says, Brethren, I would not, have, would not that you should be ignorant how all our fathers were under the cloud, passed through the sea, were baptized to Moses in the cloud, in the sea, ate the same spiritual food, drank the same spiritual drink. They drank of that rock that followed them or accompanied them. That rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. These things were our examples, verse 6 begins to say, and then it uh, itemizes a number of specific ways that they missed it. And in verse uh, uh, 11, he says it again, now all these things happen to them for in samples, or we'd say examples, 
They're written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Or as the... uh, the Living Bible says, these things happened as examples, as object lessons to us to warn us against doing the same things. They're written down so we could read about them and learn from them. Verse 12, be careful if you're thinking, oh, I would never behave like that. Let this be a warning to you. This is New Testament, uh, keeping, uh, you know, reminding us. Watch out, watch out, don't let this happen to you. Not so we get into fear, but so that we are forewarned, we're on the watch, and when, it, when the enemy tries to do what he did to them, to us, we see him coming and go, no, we're not ignorant of your devices. I see what you're trying to do, and I am not going to yield to that. So you resist these temptations to doubt and fear and all that, And you make the choice to trust God, to believe, to listen, take heed, obey. That's what it means to be a believer. Hallelujah. And everything's not just automatic. Elsewise, you wouldn't have phrases like fight, (laughs) the good fight of faith. Well, what what am I fighting? Somebody says, well, the devil. Not exactly. He's a defeated foe. Well, sin. Well, Jesus has overcome that and paid the price. <laughs> what am I fighting? You're fighting the enemy's ploys to trick you, to deceive you, to dupe you. And these things come in spiritual influences. They come by thoughts. They come by feelings. And these thoughts and feelings and influences are real. They're not imaginary. They're real. And and it's sad that so many Christians don't even know what's going on. They're going along, making it pretty good. And all at once, they just feel lousy. They just feel crummy. I don't know why, but I just, I just, I'm having a bad day. You don't have to have a bad day. Where'd that feeling come from? Where'd those thoughts come from? They're supposed to be resisted. They're supposed to, you're supposed to stand against it. And having done all to stand against it, do what? Keep standing against it and give no place to the enemy. And here specifically, we're told we're to not give place to unbelief. Go back to Exodus again. We're told in Numbers 14 that there were 10 major times where these people yielded to unbelief to the point where eventually they disqualified themselves from God's good things that he had planned for. And that's why the New Testament is telling us, don't let this kind of thing happen to you. Don't let yourself get robbed by the thief of unbelief. What does it look like? What does it sound like? Well, one of the first times we, that I believe one of the first of the ten that he was talking about is what happened here at the Red Sea. They have seen astounding miracles. Remember all the uh, wonders and signs that happened in Egypt that got them out. Pharaoh 
and that army and all that, they were never letting them go. Never. If it had been up to them, it would have never happened. But they got to a place with all of these judgments and all these signs and wonders, the, the blood, the frogs, the lice, the flies, the disease, the hail, the darkness, the death of the firstborn, they, they thought we're we all going to be destroyed if we don't let them get away. So they sent them away. And so at the Red Sea, Pharaoh has decided to come take them back. And the Bible said, verse uh, 6, he made ready his chariot. He took his people with him, 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt. Now, this is mechanized warfare when hardly anybody else had it. Um, this would have been the equivalent of a tank almost today, that they actually had wheels and there, there was armor and there was metal. Um, why am I saying that? Because the Israelites looking at this, do they see any way in the natural that they can fight them? No. And they'd be right. Naturally speaking, untrained, disorganized, former slaves with very little, I mean, there might have been a couple of swords among 10 or 20 of them. <laughs> How are they going to fight a, a force like this? In the natural, they're not. But it wasn't the natural that got them out of Egypt. Right? It was God. And has he left them? No, he, he told them this is going to happen. Well, well verse 9, the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, encamping by the sea beside Pi-Heharoth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, got close enough for them to see and hear him, this would have still been, you know, miles away. The children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, we'll see eyes and behold means you can look and see. The Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid. Fear is not unavoidable. Most people believe, even church going people, that if you feel fear, uh, you're alarmed by something, you can't control that. It just happened to you. And that everybody does that from time to time. That's not how God sees it. That's not how He sees it. The Scripture tells us, Second uh, Timothy 1.7, God did not give us the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. Say it out loud. God did not give us, not give us the, spirit of fear. the spirit of fear. The that, that can also be translated the spirit of fearfulness. The spirit of fearfulness. Uh, being fearful. See, that's, that's not just an event. That's a way of living. Being a fearful person means you're ready to fear <laughs> before something happens to make you afraid. You're afraid. you already leaning that way because you're fearful. You're a fearful person. That can also be translated the spirit of timidity. It could also be translated the spirit of cowardice. Cowardice. 
We see in the book of Hebrews, we were just there in the third chapter, but later on in the uh, tenth chapter, near the end of the tenth chapter, the Lord talks about uh, if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. And he talks about, then he goes right into the great Hebrews 11, faith, so what faith is, and then gives example after example after example of uh, overcoming faith. And, and, and the writer says, but we are not of those who draw back unto destruction, but those who believe to salvation. Hallelujah. Can, can you, you're seeing characteristics of faith and unbelief, faith and fear. You can choose to yield to the alarm, to yield to the panic, to yield to the dread, and that'll cause you to want to do what? Back away from it. Back away from it. And see, everything in them was wanting to draw back, wanting to run away, wanting to get away. But God had positioned them <laughs> against something they couldn't run away through. He's the one led them out here. Is that right? Why? Because he wants them to learn His ways. He wants them to, to learn about Him. And His way is faith. To Him, to God, one of the most important things in existence is trust. This is personal relationship, isn't it? Knowing somebody and trusting them if they're trustworthy. Well, God is. Impossible for Him to lie. Has never lied. He's the Almighty, Creator of the heavens and earth. He's got the power. Can't lie. Can't fail. He's the faithful God that keeps covenant to a thousand generations. How many believe we've got every reason to trust Him? Is it true or not? Every reason to trust him and no legitimate reason to doubt him. And yet, even though that was true, every time an opportunity came up, they chose to fear and doubt. They chose to fear and doubt. They chose to fear and doubt. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Major events. They did the same thing until finally, God said, okay, you're going to get what you said. You said it. That's what's going to happen to you. They died in the wilderness. Wasn't God's choice. Wasn't God's plan. But they refused to learn his ways. Fear is not of him. Say it out loud again. God, God did, not give me did not give me the spirit of fear. It doesn't come from him. I don't have to have it. I refuse to have it. Hallelujah. Will you ever be tempted to fear? Oh, sure you will. Are you kidding? Living here, down here in this earth and all this stuff? There are times fear may try to jump on you so tangible it, it can feel like something resting on you. 
and just full-blown panic try to just grab you and arrest you and shake you. And a lot of, most of the time it's not that obvious. It's just a nagging dread or just a nagging thought about something to scare you, to bother you, to, to anticipate something bad happening. But it's the same evil stuff. And it's from the same evil source. And what we must do if we're not going to be robbed is resist it. I said resist it. Somebody say resist it. Resist it. Because in resisting fear, you are resisting the devil. In resisting fear, you're resisting him. And what did the scripture say? Resist the devil and he has to flee. He has to leave from you. He doesn't have to leave if you don't resist. And that is the big problem. See here, and in time after time, they didn't even try to resist the fear. They just yielded to it. They just yielded. They saw Pharaoh coming. Now, if you'd have been there, if I'd have been there, (laughs) it's easy to sit in the comfort of our classroom, <laughs> right? But if you'd have been there, oh, some thoughts would have come to you. Some feelings would have come to you, especially with what the enemy was trying to do with that whole grip. Oh, you'd have felt it. You'd have Everything in you would have said, run, run for your life. Everything in you would have, would have been pushing you, and you'd have had to actively made a choice. To say no. No, no, no. Now God told us this was going to happen. And he brought us this far. You saw what he did. You saw what he did in Egypt. You saw what he did with all those judgments. And all those plagues. You saw what he did pass overnight. You saw. Don't buckle. Don't be a coward. Don't yield to fear. Trust God. You will see the companion of of fear and the spirit of fear is cowardice. Being a coward. Running away. Drawing back. Well, with the spirit of faith is, is confidence and courage. We'd call it sometimes bravery. Courage. Did they need courage right here? Huh? Was it time to take a stand and go, uh-uh, God told us this is going to happen. And he, see, they had word to stand on. Verse 4, he had just told them, he's going to follow you and I will be honored. They had already seen that in Egypt. They knew what that looked like. What it looked like was God winning, which meant he, they're his people. It was their protection, their deliverance that honored God. And upon all his host, I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. They had word to stand on. But they didn't even try. I said they didn't even try. And that's the problem that's happening with many today. Don't even try. The fear, the panic, the anxiety, the worry comes. And they don't even try to resist it. They just sob. They just feel sorry for themselves. And they go into this. Notice what they said. 
They were sore afraid. And they said to Moses, listen to this sarcasm and this disrespect. Moses has led them in, in miraculous deliverance that their parents and grandparents never even dreamed of. And here they talk to him like this. It's because there was no graves in Egypt that you took us out here to die in the wilderness? Why have you treated us like this? To bring us out of Egypt. Here's a characteristic of unbelief if you're taking notes. Unthankful. Unthankful. And disrespectful. Did you see the first one here? Fearful. Here's another one. Unthankful. They're not thankful that they're no longer slaves in Egypt. They're saying, why'd you do this? Isn't this the word we told you in Egypt? We said, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Let us stay slaves. Let us stay in bondage. Doesn't even make sense. Because they were groaning and praying to God in their bondage. Is that, that's what God said to begin with. I've heard your prayers. I've come to deliver you. And now they want to act like none of that ever happened. They want to act like they didn't pray and ask God to deliver them. And he didn't do all these basically moving heaven and earth to make it happen. Can you see why unbelief is called evil? It's not just this innocent lack of knowledge stuff that's going on here. I mean, the disrespect, the unthankfulness. They're not even trying to stand and believe and resist fear. This is what the New Testament is warning us. Don't do that. Don't let that happen to you. Don't slip into that. Why? You will be tempted. Fear will come and jump on you. You're not going to make it. This is going to happen. You'll never recover. You won't be able to pay this. You won't be able to do this. It's too late. It's too far gone. And you'll, you can feel the fear. But tell me what it's time to do. What's it time to do, class? Come on, help me out. Help me out. Fight the good fight of faith. What is that? What, what am I fighting? Not God. What am I fighting? The devil. Well, he's bringing it, but not specifically. He's a defeated foe. What am I fighting? That temptation to doubt, that temptation to fear, that temptation to be sarcastic and disrespectful and unthankful and all that junk. Why? It'll, it'll try to come on you like a dark cloud. And it's real. But you do not have to just sit there and take it. You do not have to just lay down and go, oh, well, I guess this is my lot in life. No, it's when you gird up your loins, you strap on your gear, is that right? Your breastplate, your sword, your helmet, and you go, no, no, God has delivered me. Amen. He has saved me. He has brought me out and he didn't bring me out of death and bondage. To just live a pitiful, barely get along life. There's a promised land. There's a Canaan land. It's full of deliverance. It's full of freedom. It's full of healing. It's full of abundance. Hallelujah. And I know there's some giants and demons to wade through to get there. But he's more than enough. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And you find in God courage. 
you find courage and you stop being a coward and you stop being a wimp. Are y'all with me, class? You stop being weak. Now, you need to be fed the kind of stuff we're talking about to get strong and stay strong. If you just listen to the problems and everybody moaning and and complaining all the time, you won't stay strong. You'll lose your edge. You'll lose your courage. But you you need to hang around faith people. You need to hang around folks that talk about the goodness and the power of God. And you need to feed on it regularly so that it's just, I mean, it's just boiling in your spirit. Hallelujah. It's just building you up, building you up, building you up. And whatever you're full of, when the pressure comes against you, that's what will come out. Is <laughs> what you're full of. And if you're full of faith, faith's what will come out of your mouth. Amen. Courage will come out of your mouth. They said, wasn't it better for us to die in the wilderness? No. It wasn't better to stay in Egypt? No. You don't really want to die. You're just yielding to this ugly, stinking fear and panic and disrespect and unbelief. There's a reason why it's called evil. Moses said, fear not. And so we've heard this so many times, but I don't know if we've heard it in the right context. What, he, what is he trying to do? He knows this is how it can all go wrong. What's he saying? Stop it. Quit this. Fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Fear, fear not. not. Stop it. Stop it. Stand. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Hallelujah. These Egyptians that you're scared of and you're looking at, you're not going to see them anymore forever. That's a word from the Lord. Is that something you can stand on? The Lord's going to fight for you. Can you stand on that? Hallelujah. Well, you and I have the benefit of getting the overview, seeing how not to do it. So are you learning anything? Somebody say it out loud. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I am going to trust God. Our time's up again. But come back. Oh, there's so much more to learn here. Come back. We'll see more next time here in Faith School. At the end of the week, I always like to pray and speak over uh, you, our partners. So many of you are partners with us in faith and in prayer and, and financially. Uh, There's information on the screen if if you want to know more about it, but many of you are, and um, just like we were talking about earlier, uh, the thankfulness part is a manifestation of faith. You don't want to get to talking about what I don't have, what I can't do, how short I'm running, and how bad this is. Right now, just lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for all the times you've answered our prayers. Thank you for all the times you've met our needs. And Lord, I join faith with them. In speaking over them, I call every bill paid. I call every need met. I call every obligation, the ability for them to fulfill it. They are blessed. And I speak increase over them as partners with us in this thing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't don't fall into the trick of being sarcastic, talking sarcastically about your, your bills and your finances and, and making negative remarks. That is not a nothing thing that'll hold you out, that can actually choke and restrict you. Thanksgiving is coupled with faith. 
thank God morning, noon, and night for all He has done and for all He is doing and about to do, and you'll see miracles too. We'll see you again soon, back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.